This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change the world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And this week, we're going to be talking about motivation and specifically how you can really connect with your motivation and then stay connected to your motivation over time. And the foundational piece of motivation is our why. Knowing why we're doing something is what allows us to sustain it when things get challenging It also allows us to kind of create a much stronger connection to any task that's at hand. So understanding why we've set a goal for ourselves and having that be something that is significant and, and real for us. So it's going to be a lot more powerful when we're doing something when we're we're um, completing tasks when they're moving forward with a big project that feels like it fulfills us aligns with our life purpose gives us a sense of meaning than if we're doing it from a, a less uh, intense or or deep place and say we're doing it because it's what we thought we always needed to do Right. That might be a motivator for someone, but it's not going to have the same richness to it. And it's ultimately not going to produce the same type of results, even if it might get the job done. So figuring out what our why is, is such a huge piece of getting clear and getting online with our our motivation. And we were talking a little bit about that um, in the previous weeks when we were talking about life purpose and how do you get connected to your life purpose? Because that oftentimes then aligns with the greater why of any task that you are um, connecting to. So anything, anytime we set a goal up in front of ourselves, or we have something that we want to achieve in our life, we are going to naturally come into direct relationship with our own resistances, with our self-imposed obstacles, and also just with some things that look like they are a part of the world that the, and, um, in other words, say someone shoots the idea down for an, for an example, that might be how we could say, well, I can't get this task completed or this project completed because this other person or this situation is not supporting it. But what winds up happening is that those external experiences are just reflections of what's really going on for us inside. And when we use them that way, 
we can start to get traction and start to move forward our goals. So I want to say that in a slightly different way. And that is whenever we set a goal for ourselves at some point in time and very often, very quickly, we reach an obstacle or a block. And what happens often is that we use that block to say we shouldn't move forward anymore. Instead of recognizing that that block means that we are underway, right? So when we run into the obstacle, what it means is we've started on the journey. And when we can reframe and see it as having begun on the journey, then uh, it gives us that like, oh, okay, so this is supposed to happen. And, and this is just another step along the way. Right. I'll give an example of this. So uh, years ago, I started uh, running and I had a limit in how far I was able to run. And um, I was, you know, just I just felt like Ugh, my, my body can't do it. I can't do it. And I didn't really understand because I had been working at getting fit. I had been working out with a trainer. I had been running pretty frequently. So I thought that I would be able to do this much more easily. And my son happened to be on, you know, track at that point in time, cross country at that point in time. And we went running together one day and he said to me, oh, that's just a normal part of the process. I'd explain the feelings that were going on in my body. And he said, oh, that's just a normal part of the process. And it part of running is being willing to you know, move forward even when you're feeling that, like, so almost de-emphasize the sensations that were going on in my body. And that was a revelation for me, um, not having been trained as a runner. I, I didn't understand that there were certain parts of the process that were natural and normal, and I was going to confront them, and it had nothing to do with my ability to actually run further. And the same things happens with our personal goals. We start to think, oh, what's happening right now is telling me that I don't have what it takes or that maybe there is, uh, you know, maybe it's just not meant to be or whatever. When really what it is, is it's just a natural part of the process. And it's so important that we're able to incorporate the natural part of the process in the, the challenges into the process rather than thinking that it should just be a, a smooth sailing from the beginning or it's not right. And as much as when that's said outwardly or directly, it can seem sometimes like, well, of course, I don't think that it's going to be that simple. But I, there's a part of a lot of us that believes it could, that it, that we, that we want it to be. And then that we kind of go on believing that we can move forward without that type of, um, that type of obstacle or that type of challenge. So well, let's talk about some of the things that happen that stop us from being able to really move forward. And so one of them is emotional, an emotional block. Right? So we experience a negative or habit or limited thinking uh, hand in hand with an emotional disturbance. 
And that's like what I was talking about. I, I don't think I have what it's, uh, what it takes to do this. Um, I don't think that I'm ever going to reach my goal. And can you, can you hear how that I'm saying something? So there is a, um, a belief or a thought that's there, but it's very closely accompanied by an emotional block, right? And the emotional block is, is like that sense of, hopelessness or despair. Like it's this sense of collapse that that's not really actually going to be possible. So that, um, those emotional um, blocks, they, they really hold us back. They, from taking action, they're going to, they steal our energy away, right? They leave us feeling doubtful or confused and what you'll see a lot of times or what I see a lot of times when I'm working with people is they almost have these go-to emotional blocks. And, you know, whether it's the I'm not good enough or it never works out for me or whatever, they have words that go with them usually. And then there's this feeling of stuckness or collapse that goes along with them. And when you, it starts to become predictable. Right. So we can start to get clear on how we like use this unconsciously over and over again. So as an outsider looking in on my clients, it's possible to see that they're using the same emotional block that they repeatedly use when they're starting to get, um, like they're starting to get traction. And then what the next step is that then they feel like, ugh, you know, it's hard to keep your motivation. It's hard to keep moving towards a goal if you're feeling like you're never going to get there, right? Like if I, like I was talking about running before, but if you think about how far the end of your run is away, that is a sure way to lose your motivation for getting there. But if you work on keeping yourself really solid and positive in the moment, then it becomes easier and easier to keep going. So emotional blocks, I was saying that emotional blocks um, that we use are often very similar, right? So uh, it, it's this, yeah, like the statement that we use to conjure up this um, emotion of helplessness or hopelessness. And, and that we repeat. So once you become aware of them, you, you can almost wait for them to happen, right? Instead of them happening to you, you can wait for them to happen. Well, sometime in this process, I am very likely to confront, you know, this block of mine, right? And it takes me out of the game every single time. So if I expect it and start to watch for where it is, I become more conscious and then I am able to do something about it. Because ultimately you don't want to keep focusing on the problem. You want to leave the problem. But we can't choose to leave the problem until we have the consciousness to make the shift. So the becoming aware of how 
we, you know, where we're going to get ourselves stuck, what we're going to say to ourselves, how we're going to go into a situation. And as soon as there's resistance or, you know, negative feedback or something like that, that comes our way, we have our go-to statement that connects us to this emotional um, negativity that then leaves us feeling kind of stuck. Okay. So, Unfortunately, when talking about this, there there isn't a, a surefire way to move through an emotional block, right? So a lot of times, in other words, there are techniques that you can use, but it really is about finding the techniques that help you. And some of them are, you know, really powerful at one point in time, and then they're not as much at another. So when you, when you recognize that you have these emotional blocks that hold you back, I mean, because we all do, then you start putting together a toolbox of how you help yourself move past them. What helps you clear them? For some people that could just be talking to another person so that they can get perspective on the situation. For other people, that could be some kind of clearing work that they do. If there's trauma associated with it in some way, it might be EMDR or, you know, other kinds of trauma release work. So you want to start to look into personal development techniques that you can use to overcome the emotional block. And so if you're working with someone, one of the things that you can do is, um, is, is work with them to develop your emotional toolbox. So say, uh, say you're in therapy or you're working with someone in personal development and you notice that after you speak with them for a little while, that you're able to move past this emotional block. A wonderful thing to do is to ask what's happening. Because you might not know what it is that the person that you're working with is doing that's helping you get past that block. Sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's not. So if it's not clear to you what that person is doing, then it can be useful to ask so that you can replicate the process with yourself, if at all possible. For example, if talking it out is really helpful for you, and just the process of talking it out, then, and there's no one around to talk it out with, you could write it down. Writing it down mimics enough of the process of talking it out. It gets the ideas outside of you so that then you can sort of see them from a different vantage point. So that would be one, one way that you could, uh, you know, kind of start to work on these emotional blocks. But in, in nonetheless, you're putting together a list of things that help you shift from that stuck place, from that place of despair or hopelessness, and move you into a place where you were then, again, able to move towards whatever objective or goal you have in mind. Now, sometimes uh, like the emotional blocks that I brought up right there are ones where you can sense them a little bit. You can see them. 
uh, like I said, you can almost predict them. It's like there's a something that, you know, you say or do consistently. But there's a point in uh, our process where we might, our personal development process, where we might not be as aware of that. They might be functioning without our knowledge of the fact that they're functioning because they look so much like something else. Like getting sick would be a perfect example of that. You've ever known someone that like continually gets sick right before a major event, breakthrough, um, an effort is needed, whatever. That could be a perfect example of, you know, an emotional block that's coming up that's really not seeming like it's directly one. So if, if you find that you're losing your motivation and you're not quite sure why that's happening, one of the things that you can do is to start to look around and say, okay, what's the reason that I'm losing my motivation? I'm going to talk about other kinds of challenges that also um, have us lose our motivation. But um, you know, what you can do is you can start to say, okay, I'm, I, I recognize I'm losing my motivation. Now, what's the reason for it? How am I getting hung up here? Is it that there's something going on emotionally? And, um, if, if you're, for a lot of people, if you feel like there's a sense, I'm trying to think of exactly how to say this, but if you feel like, uh, there's no reason that you're, you're like that you're not able to move on, like so there's really, you can't come up with anything. Uh, to work at, there's uh, very likely that you're dealing with something emotional. Or if you notice that you have the same reason frequently, then it's very likely that it's emotional. Like if you've ever been the person or spoken to someone who said, well, yeah, that just, you know, that just never happens for me or that can't happen in my particular field or, you know, none of the people in my life ever act like that. And they, they use that as the continual, you know, my husband doesn't support me or what have you, right? They use that as the continual way of um, taking themselves out of the game, like siphoning off their motivation. So if you have the same one of those going on a lot, then chances are it's a good idea to take um, a look and see if there's something emotional going on, right? So maybe there's a fear of of change or or something like that, okay? So that is taking a look at your emotional, your emotional blocks, and and seeing what it is that you might be able to do about them, how you might be able to shift them in order to get back on track with your motivation. Very simply, there's a will just add one more phase of this. So first is you don't really know what's happening. So you look to see what is happening. You know, you don't really know why you're losing your motivation. So you look to see why you're moving your motive, losing your motivation. The second part is you, you know that you run up against an emotional block repeatedly. And so then it becomes a matter of predicting it and finding a way to move past it. 
And then I want to go to a third step in the process in case you're at this other place, which is you've kind of gone through those first two stages and you've worked that. And it really is just a matter of going back to your why. You, it is just a matter of waking up in the moment that you've gone unconscious and shifting back to your why. And, and that is an automatic switch. It's like, oh, okay, I don't need to go through all this process and all this different stuff. I can just reconnect with the whole reason that I'm doing this. And that sort of just propels me through the habit that I have around this, you know, bringing up these negative emotions to block myself. Okay. So it's kind of depending where you are in your awareness development that adjusts what it is that you um, are going to do in order to uh, overcome the emotional block. So just a second before we go to a break here um, for a couple minutes, in what we're going to be talking about when we come back from the um, the break are the other ways that we can get blocks. Emotions play a really big role, but sometimes we keep focusing on the emotions and we don't look at things like informational blocks. Like sometimes we just don't know what to do and that stops us from being able to move on. So that's what I'm going to be talking to you about when I come back from the, the break in just a couple minutes. But also, Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. 
Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesigner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And we were just talking about finding and keeping your motivation, and specifically the emotional blocks that hold us back from taking action or really siphon off our motivation because we're caught up, you know, in the the negativity of what what's going on. What I'd like to talk about now is informational blocks. So when we don't know what we need in order to move forward. Now, sometimes this, of course, brings up an emotional block as well. But um, for the sake of talking about them and kind of breaking them down, we can separate them out. Um, so sometimes we just don't know what we need to take the right step. Right? We don't know that, like, that there's a different way to have a conversation or that, um, what is it that, how do we go out and get that job or land that new client or whatever? So we don't have the information that we need. And then, of course, that produces a fair amount of anxiety and can kind of stop us from being able to move forward. But, it it's a little more than than just um just like it being an emotional problem because emotion informational blocks need to be dealt with on that informational level so what is it that we need to know and how are we going to find that information so let's start with how do you know if it's actually an informational block that's stopping you from moving forward or leaving you um, con- confused or you know l- losing your motivation. So how do you know? So the the way that you can tell that you need you know like you need information is keywords or key statements like. Um, uh, I don't like, uh, can I get, how do I get started? I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm not sure what it is to do next. Uh, other statements would be, um, you know, I've, I've tried, I've tried, but I haven't been able to do it. That would be a little bit more of a passive form. Like I keep trying to do this, I keep trying to go and get speaking gigs, but I haven't been able to, I, you know, keep trying to form relationships, but I haven't been able to. And, you know, could it be that there's an emotional factor there? Yes, absolutely. But it may be that you don't know how. So you can, if you hear yourself saying that, or you hear someone around you saying that, because that also helps us become aware you can say, okay, well, you know, what would be the steps of that? Or how might you approach that? Right? Or what would be the first thing that I would need to do if I wanted to do that? Like maybe you don't need to know all the steps. Maybe you could just know the first step. 
But when you start asking informational questions or questions that bring your attention to, do I need information about how to do this? Then, you know, you'll quickly see whether or not that's what you're dealing with. Because if you get the information, you will feel the relief. Or if you even are looking for the information, you'll start to get your motivation back. You'll start to feel a little bit more excited about what it is that you're trying to do. So ask yourself, do I know how to do this? Uh, let's give a, an example from, you know, personal development rather than from, say, business development, because in, in personal development, it might be a little more obscured in, than when it's something specific, like I need to know how to go out and get my next client. That's specific, and it can be easy for us to recognize we don't have the information. But let's say this, I want to be closer to my partner. I want more intimacy with my partner. Well, ask the question, do you know how to create that? Right? Do you know what you need to do? Right? And somebody might say, yeah, I absolutely know what I need to do. You know, we've talked about it before, or I've, you know, created lists or I've read books on it or whatever. The person say, I might, or, you know, you might say, actually, no, I don't even know what that really means. I don't understand what I would do or, or how I would take steps in that direction. I just know it's something I want, right? Can you see how that is the need for information? The person doesn't have ways of stepping forward because they don't know what it is that they could do. What are the steps of developing intimacy in their relationship? Same thing. I'd like to discuss difficult topics without it ending in an argument. Well, you know, have you ever seen that happen before? Do you know what kind of steps are required? So by asking those, you know, questions about if the person or if you have that kind of information in your mind, you're able then to see, oh, okay, like that's actually it. And sometimes that frees us up to keep moving towards whatever it is that we want and getting engaged again, because it's like all of a sudden what was a mystery and then maybe became emotional overwhelm becomes a step-by-step process. And that changes everything because a step-by-step process is something that we can show up to. We can do something. If we don't show up again, we can recognize, okay, it's an emotional factor. I need to shift that emotional piece and then I can go on to step two. And, And if I follow it, I am very likely going to get the result that I want. Right? And the places that we get messed up, that is a form of gaining the information that we need. But we have to get started. We have to be moving in that direction before, you know, we can actually gain those new insights and those new pieces of information. So this is a, like, an informational block. We need, we need information to help us move in the direction that we want to move in. So you can ask yourself here, if I'm having a difficult time creating something that I really want for myself, 
If I'm having a difficult time creating something that I really want for myself, do I know how? Do I understand the components of it, the step-by-step of it? Am I able to chart a path, at least a first few steps, in order to get what it is that I want? in order to kind of remain in engaged in reaching my goals. And if the answer to that is no, then it makes sense to go out and get the information. And so there really are a couple ways that we can do that. We can go a fast route or a potentially slower route. And it, really depends on what it is that we're trying to do. So a fast route is we immediately go out and we find somebody who is an expert in that particular area and we get them to help us, right? And and so what they're able to do is synthesize all their information on whatever, you know, topic it is that we need to know about. And they're able to pass it along to us in a way that is useful and helps accelerate our process of being able to move forward and and stay motivated. Now, a slower route, usually, not always, but is, is going out on our own to begin to collect the necessary information. And this can be at our own pace. It can also be, you know, we will be selecting, we'll be picking from the information that we come across, what's useful and what um, is not useful. But the, the one thing that we're doing is we're going out and we're saying, I don't know what I need to know in order to stay on this track, in order to be successful, in order to get the desired results that I want to get. And then what makes sense to me? Do I ask another person for that kind of support? Because I believe that they could most, they could pass that on to me. For example, going to see a therapist because you're having relationship issues. Or is uh, it something that you would like to explore on your own? And, And would you like to kind of take... Uh, it might be because you're particularly interested and you want to learn even more about it. It might be because there's a process involved. As you're gaining the information, you know, you're applying the information. And so then you can look for the next piece of information that you want. So you're looking for that kind of information. And if there is a place in your life that you are working, like say you're working on your relationships or you're working on your career goals or anything, you can start, you can recognize that eventually you will reach a limit of what you know. And in order for you to get to where you want to get to, it's necessary to gather information. So just knowing that you set out knowing you're going to need information and you can set up resources for yourself. You can create lists of people who can be there for you to help you, you know, move forward. That's like you could get someone to mentor you and whatever it is that you're trying to do. 
you could, if you know you're approaching something that is challenging for you and you're not quite sure how to create the relationship that you want with yourself or with other people, then that might be a good place to have, you know, therapists or personal development type resources available to you so that you can stay on track. You know, and that's an amazing thing. I mean, an amazing way that coaching works for people because sometimes just by showing up regularly to that process, they're able to see that, oh, oh, okay, I just need to do that. Okay, I can do that. You know, it's like it does a very easy switch over from, oh, wow, I'm feeling stuck to, oh, I just needed to know what to do next. Right. Um, also another version of that before we go to break here, another version of that is getting step-by-step guides for yourself and recognizing while, you know, your path might be unique in some ways, in other ways, there, there are people who have kind of figured things out and and they might be able to, you might be able to find a step-by-step guide that you can keep referring to when you get stuck. Okay. So that is solving an informational block, figuring out when it's there and then what it is that you can do about it. And when we come back from this next break, I'm going to talk about a logistical block, right? So it's like how to, it's a different version of how to move through it. It's not what do I need to know, but it's like actually how do I take the steps? And I'll be talking to you about the logistical blocks and finding and keeping your motivation right after this second break. So I'll talk to you. Craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesigner.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. 
To learn more and get started, visit www.katesigner.com. this is Dr. Kate Steiner. This is Real Answers. And we're talking about how to find and keep your motivation. We've talked about emotional blocks and informational blocks and now logistical blocks. So sometimes we don't actually know how to take our next step, right? So we were wondering whether we should actually uh, start a, you know, a business by calling someone and uh, getting information from a person in the field or by reading a book, right? And, or if it's a business, it might be, do I start by building a web- website or getting business cards? And in a relationship, it might be, well, do I start getting my relationship back on track by, you know, learning communication skills or setting time aside? So they're, they're very simple situations where we just don't know where to invest ourselves first. Like when I was talking about the step-by-step process earlier, that helps both with informational blocks and logistical blocks because we know, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this. And, um, in, in, in the logistical block, what's happening is we're just confused as to where I, where you, where I go. One of the things that's important to know is when we get stuck between two different options, again, very often there is an emotional block there. If it's very challenging to choose, do I do go this way? Do I go that way? Should I start here? Should I start there? Then more often than not, when I'm working with people, there's an emotional hold on them in some way. So you need to return to that emotional work and start to see, okay, why is it? Because the reality is, is that when we're trying to do something, many times just getting started, just moving on something makes it much clearer how to put the whole process together. And is there sometimes wasted effort if we don't know and say we move with, you know, part seven before we do part two? Uh, yep, that can sometimes create extra work. But even so, we're going to get to our goal faster. Um, we're going to stay more engaged if we keep taking regular steps rather than if we stop and start to look at, should it be this? Should it be that? So while sometimes it planning and creating the step-by-steps is a very smart and effective way of moving through a logistical challenge. Also, sometimes it's important to know that if we're really, you know, overthinking what is the way to get started, that can be an emotional block. It can also be a, a, a challenge in the way that we process information. And that's another important thing to, to know. Some people are very challenged with first steps and figuring out how to get started or how to organize what it is that they're doing. And they, they wind up feeling very um, unproductive 
um, or overwhelmed, or sometimes that brings them into a, a place of avoidance. So if you're someone who like, you know that you have a difficult time with organization and planning, very important to get support there um, because it, it it's almost it's almost impossible if you're really blocked in that way to move forward without that kind of support. So that would be my suggestion if you if you if you know. And if you don't know, it would be a good idea to start to gather information to see, okay, is this just something in the way that my brain works that makes it really challenging for me to figure out how to navigate things? And um and then what is it that I can put in in place in terms of support? So it's really good to get help on logistical blocks. But I, I just want to emphasize again that many times people who are focusing on logistics are actually using that as a cover for an emotional block. It's so important because I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, clients have wanted to spend a lot of time talking about how to do something and getting in there and worried they don't understand it or whatever. And really it has so much more to do with an emotional piece of work that needs to be done. But if in fact, um, it is a logistical block. That's well, like what I was saying. You go to your step-by-step guides. There's one for just about anything and everything that you can possibly think of. And or you get someone who has done it before who can walk you through the process. And either way, it it's much easier to kind of keep our motivation when we have the kind of support that we need. So it's much easier to go through the emotional blocks, the informational blocks, the logistical blocks by getting the right support in place, right? Because it's like, it's like strengthening ourselves. It's like, uh, you know, um, putting extra, extra support around something that's flimsy so that it can continue to, you know, it can continue to stand straight. And so that, that is a really great way to set up, set up our lives so that we are able to stay on track with what it is that we want. We don't wind up going through those times of just, you know, collapse and, and doubt in the same way. Okay. So in putting that support in place, you know, you can find a friend that is doing, trying to do something similar to what you're doing that you can buddy with, or you can join a group that is there to support each other, or you can work with someone specifically. You can find a mentor, you can hire a professional, someone that is going to consultant, someone who's going to take you through the process. It's also really effective to let your friends and families know what it is that you're trying to do. Not in the sense of, you know, just 
claiming, you know, claiming to your friends and family that you're going to quit smoking or something like that. But by, by enlisting them, by letting them know that, you know, you were really committed to whatever goal that you have and you would love for them to check in with you or uh, help you stay on track in whatever way is helpful for you. So it doesn't really matter where you get the support. What really matters is that you are putting support in place so that you can stay on track, so that you can really keep your motivation going towards your goals. And finally, what I would like uh, to leave you with when it comes to finding and keeping your motivation, this is really about keeping your motivation. And this is about rewards. But I want to specifically talk about rewards and punishments. Okay. So because rewards and punishments are both motivating. And I would love to say that everybody is able to work inside of a positive system where they give themselves a reward and they move forward towards their goals. That would be wonderful. Um, however, I've had quite a few examples where there's the rewards are not enough for people and they actually respond much better to a, a punishment of some sort. That's a, you know, a negative, uh, outcome. So in looking at that, the, the first thing that I'd like you to do is think about ways that you can motivate yourself. So this is celebrating yourself. This is acknowledging your accomplishments to other people, doing something nice for yourself, giving yourself a goal of like, when I reach this or when I do this, um, you know, when I get my business to this level, when I see this change in the way that I relate to other people, then I will give myself uh, a trip, a nice dinner, a massage, uh, you know, a celebration, whatever it is. It's something that we give ourselves when we reach our goal. And those can be small like a pat on the back, like, Hey, I did this. Or they can be large. Like I said, a vacation or something, you know, that is, that is bigger. And if the positive, if the reward system doesn't work for you, what you can do is you can create a consequence. And what that is, is usually rewards and consequences are actually out of the natural reward and natural consequence of our behavior. For whatever reason, sometimes that just isn't enough for people to keep their motivation. And so we create these more contrived, but more powerful ways of keeping ourselves on track. So for, for some clients um, that I've had, they, uh, you know, they're way of keeping themselves moving forward was that they would make a sizable donation to charity if they didn't keep their project moving forward as planned. So let's look at that. That's There's nothing mean about that. It's actually a positive contribution to the world. So I would suggest that you get creative when you start to look at what the consequence is. 
But so it's a, it's a positive thing for the world and it's even ultimately positive for them, but it's an unexpected expense. It's an extra expense. And for somebody who is very, you know, money conscious or money driven, um, that could be a good motivator for them. You know, like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to take this money that I'm wanting to put towards something else or I'm wanting to use on myself or whatever, and I'm going to then give it away. Um, There's all sorts of things that we can do when we are creating this kind of uh, consequence for ourselves. But I really, once again, emphasize, I've always emphasized with my clients that, you know, really do well with this kind of motivation is that you look at how can you keep it in the realm of something positive because we don't want to get a punishment system. It doesn't really work when it is, when I don't reach my goals, I tell myself how worthless I am and how, you know, I'm never going to amount to anything. Because that kind of negative motivator is um, really unhealthy. And it really, I mean, that will, that will stop us. That will demotivate us. So it's important to think about things that are positive yet require some kind of sacrifice, require us doing something that maybe we would rather not do. So you look at that, another way of, um, another way that people reward themselves is by winning, right? So some, for some people, competition can be a real reward or it can be a consequence. I didn't win. That can also, you know, keep them moving forward. So sometimes by setting up competition, you know, a healthy competition, once again, with the people around you that can then keep you motivated towards your goals. So before we wrap up for today, I just want to return to that why that I was talking about in the beginning. You know, really important that we return to the why that compels us, that has got us started on this road that we now want to have the motivation to continue on. And it's getting in touch with that why like it, it is our intrinsic sense of motivation, right? It is that thing that is our natural, um, it naturally propels us in the direction that we want to go in. So it's our, it's our backbone in our motivation to keep ourselves on track, right? So if we can reconnect with our why and then troubleshoot by looking at what type of block it is that we're having, then we're able to really find and then keep our motivation as we move forward. So I want to thank you so much for joining me this week on Real Answers. I look forward to seeing you next week where we're going to talk about reframing challenges in relationships. So that will be reframing challenges in relationships so that we can have more satisfying relationships. And if you'd like to find out more about me, you can go to Kate Siner. Kate Siner, K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com and, um, and check out what it is that I'm offering right now. And I will see you next week on Real Answers. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. 
Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesigner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.